now, Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers. He's a husband, father of nine, former state legislator, entrepreneur, patriot, and the producer of the award-winning film, Agenda, Grinding America Down. Hello, this is Curtis Bowers. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. So much going on as always. My father-in-law always says, life is a moving target. And I think he's right. It's just things constantly change. Constantly, we're having to adjust and learn and become wise because things just don't stay the same. Well, this week, it is Prepare for World Government Part 2. Last time, I was just able to briefly go into some of the things around us that are clearly marching us toward a world government. And this week, I want to go into the key goals, things they need to capture, key strategies, and the key objective of what they're doing. If you know where they're taking us and the things they're using to get us there, then you're prepared to be able to stand against those things and to not allow them to have influenced you to work toward accomplishing their agenda. And so, of course, at the end, then I'll get into things we can be doing to make a difference. I've boiled it down to four key goals that they have. Key areas of culture they want to capture to control the future. And these four areas, anyone that captures them is in total control. So it works for us as well. But here's the four areas I want to talk about. Number one, education. Number two, media. Number three, entertainment. And number four, religion. Those are the four key influencers outside of the individual and family that if you control those, you control everything because you're able to be the ones that present the information. And when you can do that, people make decisions based on information. And so if you can control the information, you can control the decisions and the direction the world is heading. Well, starting off with number one, education. Every two-bit dictator in history has understood how key that is. From Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Castro, you need to be in control of the educational system so you can raise the young people to be loyal to your cause instead of their parents' cause. Uh, back in the 1930s, John Dewey, who was a founding member of the Socialist Society in America and a radical Marxist, he said, we need to design the educational system to make the students willing cogs in the socialist machine we are creating. Now, a willing cog, a cog inside of a machine, all it does is sit there and turn. <laughs> and to create a young person that would be happy to sit there and turn, do, doing almost nothing, you have to dumb them down to a level that has really lost the intellectual capacity and understanding of all an individual is capable of doing. And so they've been working on that now for about 100 years, dumbing our students down. Last time I also read from the World Citizenship Booklet from 1945 and the National Education Association back in 1945, as I stated, had as one of their planks to train the students 
to become world citizens. And then they explain what world citizenship was. And that means someone that is willing to delegate their sovereignty of their individual person and their families to a world government. So that was the goal for sure by 1945, as they stated in their booklet. So education they have captured so long ago, they, they have that. That is complete. The colleges and universities around the country. I remember reading an article back in the late 80s. I believe it was a survey of all the colleges in the Midwest and all the different ones and of categories professors could place themselves in. Are they a Republican? Are they a Democrat? Are they conservative? Are they liberal? Are they Marxist? Are they whatever? There was all these different categories they could pick to define themselves. 70% of all college professors in the 80s defined themselves as Marxist. Okay, today it would probably be close to 90, 95% would say we are Marxist in philosophy and in strategy in changing America into becoming the, the country we want it to be, um, which is a socialist totalitarian country. So education has been captured long ago, and that's why we've been losing our young people. Then you go to media. Just in 1983, there was 50 companies that owned 90% of everything you read, everything you watch, everything you listen to. By 2011, which is almost 10 years ago now, that had been reduced down to six companies. And it's probably even lower today, but six companies, General Electric, News Corp, Disney, Viacom, Time Warner, and CBS. Those six companies, as of 2011, control 90% of all media. Okay? That means everything you read 90% of it is produced by one of those. Everything you watch, 90% of it is produced by one of those. And everything you listen to, even music and things, 90% by one of those six companies. So the elites, by buying up those six companies, control all information. And as I stated earlier, when you control all information, you are in total control. Now, the Internet, as it sprang up, 30 years ago and started to grow, we thought, okay, this is an alternative. This is going to, to allow us to break the chains of their control by having the free movement of information around. And it was that way for a while, but we're finally seeing they started that to be free so it would become large and powerful. And now what are they starting to do? Censor anything that does not go along with their party line. And so they wanted us to become dependent on the Internet. So they had to make it free up front. So we would all be going, wow, this is incredible. This is great. And we would just jump into it, buying things, communicating, connecting with each other and on and on. And then slowly, as they built up this huge monster, they would start to control the monster. And that's what they would planned to do all along. But they knew if it would have been had tight restrictions at the beginning, no one would have got involved with it and it would have just died off. So now the one area we were really free to communicate with each other, to post videos, to share information, is starting to squeeze and choke out anything that does not agree with those six companies and those 
that control information. Again, the more that happens, the more we are in trouble. Because if you can't get truthful information to the people, they will believe the lies. Like the old saying, every story sounds true until you hear the other side. Well, if you never get to hear the other side, then you buy into the lie, which means then you buy into the actions that the lie creates in your life and which, again, allows them total control. Number three is entertainment. And again, those six companies, media and entertainment, are really together, but I put them separate because we think of them differently. But those six companies own 90% of all the entertainment too. I mean, Hollywood has been a cesspool since the 1960s, making sure even if they are telling a good story, an honorable story, they're gonna just pepper it with their garbage, with their language, with their blasphemy, because they have an agenda. And it's to corrupt and undermine the culture so it will collapse from within. And so that's what they've been doing. Number four is religion. The mainline denominations were captured almost 100 years ago because they all have hierarchies. So if you want to take over the Presbyterian Church in America, you just work your way up to the hierarchy, to the head of it, and then you're in total control and those churches have to do what you say. Well, that's what's happened to the United Methodists and the, most of the Lutheran churches and, and on and on. Most all the denominations in America that were the mainline ones that 200 years ago would all have been preaching the gospel, would all have been, had pulpits of flame of righteousness and a hatred for sin and a love for what is good and right and true. And now you could hardly find any of those churches that are preaching anything except a do-gooder works salvation and a ultra liberal agenda to fulfill your duties of being a do-gooder person which of course that saves no one and that's why it's so evil well the evangelicals were the last line of defense and back in the 60s they started working their way into the evangelical seminaries and today have captured most of them and so that's why we see the evangelical church and i think Primarily, the biggest denomination of evangelical churches is the Southern Baptist. And they are really starting to collapse from within. I think five years, for sure, within 10 years, they will be gone. Hopefully, many of those churches will break off from them and they will then just be independent churches where they can still preach Genesis to Revelation without being worried about or having to adhere to this liberal social justice dogma basically just it's an ultra leftist ideology packaged in christian terms to get people that consider themselves christians to act in the way you want them to so you can control them and that's not what christianity has ever been about <laughs> it's about a saving relationship with jesus christ that then where he transforms you from the inside out and so they are now about pushing ultra-liberal movements to get the church to be a puppet of the leftists that want to finish America off. Lenin, Stalin, and so many of the communist leaders over the decades, they knew the church was such a powerful tool. Its influence on people, and, and they realized, man, if we can control the church 
we will have an army of people that will do what we tell them to do. And so every church has been a target of theirs for a long time, but the last line of defense was the evangelical churches, and those are collapsing now. We wonder why we're losing our children, our families, our morality, our principles, our virtue, our character. Well, that's why. They totally control education. They totally control media. They totally control entertainment. And they are getting where they're almost in total control of religion as well. And when that happens, you are going to go in the direction they want you to go, which is world government. Now, some of the strategies they're using to push these ideas to move us along in those four areas and as a culture, as a country, as a world is the philosophy, the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. They keep preaching that and pushing that and talking about that as if it's a Christian virtue, which of course it is not. We are never to look after the good of the many instead of the good of the few. We are supposed to look after each individual person You take care of the individual, the many will be just fine. You take care of the many, the individual becomes worthless and can be abused or eliminated easily because you're focused on the good of the many. An example of that is what happened in Red China when it was taken over by Mao in the 1940s and 50s as he was taking over, killing an estimated between 60 and 80 million of his own people. Okay. In 1973, in the New York Times, David Rockefeller wrote an article saying, regardless of the cost of that revolution, 60 to 80 million lives, the results are good in what we are after. Their model of totalitarian control is exactly what we need worldwide so we can have world government. And of course, David Rockefeller was one of the elites that it owns these six companies, that owns the influencers to control the world. He's dead now and has gone to meet his maker. But the dream and the purpose and the foundations move on that are using the world organizations to accomplish their goal. If you take a look at all the global organizations, you will see that the communists control or are the major influencers of almost every single one of them. The World Health Organization, the World Intellectual Property Organization, the UN Human Rights Council, the International Telecommunications Union, the International Civil Aviation Organization, UN Industrial Development Organization, the Food and Agriculture Organization. These are just some of the ones I know that some of the top leaders are dedicated card-carrying communists from China and other countries worldwide. Uh, The UN Department of Economic and Social Affairs, the International Court of Justice, the UN Environment Program, the UN Human Settlements Program, the International Fund for Agricultural Development, the World Tourism Organization. I mean, it just goes on and on. The World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the World Trade Organization, the International Atomic Energy Agency. I could keep going and going. And so almost every single one is controlled by 
those that are communistic in their philosophies and beliefs, and they're funded by the ultra-rich Bill Gates, Rockefeller Foundations, Rothschilds, all the different elites of the world, the George Soros's, the, all those people that are buying up influence through world organizations and then trying to convince us that is what is best to follow them. If you don't ever want to have another pandemic, then we need to give the World Health Organization all power and all influence. And, and so it's, it's just, that's what they're doing. Right now on YouTube, you cannot post any video that contradicts anything that the World Health Organization is preaching. I put up several myself and they were taken down immediately. And they were by medical doctors. But no, if it's not the party line, you cannot have a voice. You cannot be heard. Another thing they're doing and have been doing for a hundred years is defining terms so all language will be a tool to destroy the opposition. It's the political correctness, but that's the goal of it. That's why they redefine terms. That's why they want control of language. Because then you define what a racist is. So now, of course, the definition of a racist, ever since Trump became president, is someone that loves their country. <laughs> and so it's if you're pro-American, patriotic, think America is the greatest country in the world, you're a racist. And so they redefine the terms so they can label you, so they can diminish your influence and castigate you from society because they've raised the last couple of generations to believe those that are hateful, those that are not politically correct should not even be listened to. Don't even listen to them. Just ignore them. And so because they don't want to have the debate because they know they'll lose the debate. So they have to eliminate those that want to have the debate and that have different things to say. Also now on YouTube, any video that questions the validity that vaccines are the greatest thing that ever has happened to the human race is going to be taken down and defunded. So they have an agenda, and that's what I'm trying to wake you up on. They have an agenda in education. They have an agenda in media. They have an agenda in entertainment. They have an agenda in religion. And if you're not paying attention, if you don't have your eyes open, if you're not focused on fighting this battle, on standing for truth, on protecting your family, on, on influencing those around you, you will be marched straight into a totalitarian world where those that believe differently won't just be cast they will be eliminated. And that is where we are going. And we're going there so rapidly, it's even shocking me. I've been studying this for decades. I mean, my, my dad had me reading books like You Can Trust the Communist by Fred Schwartz, one of the great books on anti-communist books ever written, back when I was a little kid at 10, 11, 12 years old. Th this is something I've known about, been studying for so long but their accomplishment and their progress is moving so rapidly, it's shocking even me. I mean, another example of redefining terms is justice. Justice, we know, means getting what you have earned or what you deserve. You stole something, you deserve punishment, and you're going to get it. If you did an excellent job on the work you accomplished or were supposed to do, then you should get what you earned. You should get the money that you deserve for doing that. They've redefined it now where it means getting an equal share of everything. Well, that's not what justice means, getting an equal share of everything. 
Now, that's a perversion of it. And, of course, it's the exact perversion. It's always the opposite. That justice is, of course, that means you're getting what others have earned, which is theft, which is not just. So the very way they have redefined justice, its real definition is injustice. And that's and it just it's that in every single area. And that's why we have to be awake. They also then use their new words, new definitions to package their agenda items inside of do-gooder sounding words to create causes that will allow you to use the masses. All evil people do this. Okay, they want to use the masses. If you care about the environment, they're going to use you. Not to help clean the environment, to do things they say helps the environment, which always will hurt the environment. They always are doing the opposite. If you're a black person listening to this, they're going to use you by redefining everything as being racist to manipulate you to act in a way they want you to act. Why? To help you? No, of course not to help you. They want the black community enslaved in poverty, and they always have. That's why they created the Great Society programs in the 60s, so that black people would be slaves of the Democratic Party. They realize, oh, no, slavery is no longer legal. So how can we enslave them where it doesn't look like it's slavery? And that's what they did. That's what they do in every single area. If you're a liberal, they're going to use you. They know, oh, they're sensitive to people. They're, so how can we play on that and use that against them? How can we get every cause to seem like it's an injustice, every cause to seem like these people are being taken advantage of, every cause to seem like these poor people are starving to death or just exaggerate things, again, with, with the goal of solving those problems? No, not with the goal of solving those problems. With the goal of making those problems worse. So there's a bigger problem to solve. So they need to have a bigger solution, more funding, more government control, because we've got a huge problem building up here. Listen to me. That's what they do in every area. Every educational program in the last 50 years, whether it was put forward by a Republican or a Democrat, was carefully crafted in such a way it would make the educational system less successful in educating the children. Why? So they need a bigger program with more funding to solve this problem of, hey, our kids don't seem to be getting a good education. Don't kid yourself in thinking that the educational system or any of these other areas are getting worse accidentally. We know how to get a good education. Talk to any private school. They know how to get a good education. Talk to any homeschool family. They know how to give the kids a good education. That's been something we've known for hundreds of years, how to give a good, rigorous academic education and logical thought, debate, and argument. That's very simple to do. Their goal is to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's why we've been in the situation we're in. But that's what always happens. Now, here's what's amazing. They are using all these different things. They're using education, they're using media, they're using entertainment, and they would love to use religion to accomplish one of their main goals. You see, if you're going to have a totalitarian government, that means there has to be something for the government to do. So that means you have to have created lots of areas where there's needs for government to step in.
in a thriving, booming economy, in a culture where the families are healthy and strong and the communities are healthy and strong, there's not hardly anything for government to do. (laughs) And so it's hard to grow big government because there's nowhere for you to step in and start doing something to get bigger. That's why, again, they wanted education to collapse. So there's more things to be done in education so they have more control. You want families falling apart because then you're going to have a need for more welfare, more assistance from the government. Because a single parent is not going to be able to work and raise kids and do all the other things they're supposed to do because God designed the family to have a mother and a father. It has to have both or it's collapsing. And so they did everything they could to break down all the structures, all the things that were building healthy individuals, healthy families, so they would be creating more problems that they could step in and solve to grow big government. I mean, that's that's the key of this whole thing. They had to grow big government. Okay, if you boil everything down to the most fundamental level, their number one goal is this. Eliminate people's ability to provide for themselves. Anything you could do to stop them from doing that. Again, if you want to break up their family so they can't provide enough for themselves because they're trying to raise kids and have a full-time job and everything, that's great. If you can dumb the kids down so much where all they can get is a minimum wage job in life, which just can't quite pay the bills for them, that's great. If you can create tax burdens and regulations so much that businesses just can't survive, that's great. And so all of these things, that's what they're designed to do. That's the whole point of them, is we need to make it where the individual cannot be existing without our assistance. I mean, now listen to me. Small business must be eliminated. They want All of us either work for big government or big business because big government and big business are in bed together and they support each other. The, The big government passes laws to eliminate competition for the big business and the big business funds all the campaigns of the politicians to get them back in. And so they scratch each other's back so they can have total control. And that's what it's all about. And if you look at our current situation with COVID-19, the more I'm seeing what they're doing with it, how they're doing it, what they're doing, the more doctors are coming out questioning what they're doing, and then all their videos immediately being taken down, it makes you go, wait a minute, you wouldn't take a video down unless you were scared of what it had to say. Here's the amazing thing about the current pandemic. It's accomplishing every one of their goals. And more importantly, it is accomplishing the main goal of eliminating small business greater than anything they've ever done in history. They say 25% of all restaurants, and this was a restaurant magazine I was reading just a day or two ago, will probably not reopen. Well, that's all small independent businesses. I used to be in the restaurant business. They want to create the circumstances where they can take the first huge step toward world government, which is a worldwide guaranteed universal income. 
if they can get that step of socialism accomplished, the rest will follow, guaranteed. And that's what they're working toward in doing this. And if they don't accomplish it with this pandemic, you watch, something else will spring up in the near future. And the more I see the fingerprints of all the globalists on this whole thing, again, I think we might see the whole thing was something they were trying out to see how successful it would be in really taking a giant leap forward in accomplishing all of their goals. Because that is what it's doing. It's bankrupting our country. It is destroying small business like nothing ever has in the entire history of the world. And it is destroying people's ability to provide for themselves and creating poverty worldwide like nothing ever has. They're creating a crisis that will demand a global solution of huge proportions and usher us into a whole new world. You need to be prepared for world government. You need to be standing against it. How do you stand against it? Well, one, you say no to their educational system. Don't think about putting your children into their system. If you do, you will reap what you have sown. You need to say no to the media. No, you, you don't watch the media, including Fox News. I know it has maybe one or two good shows on there. 90% of what they say is a total lie to, which then just waste your time. It confuses you on the issues. You need to find good sources of information. The New American is a great source. It's a magazine you can get and they send you daily updates. Epic Times, a paper that I've just become aware of, looks like they are presenting things from a truthful position. Uh, that might be a great thing to get. But we have to have discernment in whatever we get to not be a sucker to accept everything from anyone. We have to have wisdom and discernment. But we need to say no to education, no to media, no to entertainment. There has just been a handful of movies over the last 50 years that Hollywood has made where there is not an agenda behind the little story to dumb you down, to make you believe things that are not true, and to manipulate you into believing their way of doing things is best. We need to say no to it. Just no thanks. I'm not interested. And then we need to say no to the religion that has been influenced by their propaganda. If you're not in a Bible-believing church where that pastor will preach Genesis to Revelation, talking about divorce, talking about homosexuality, talking about all the things the Bible talks about, he's trying to soft-soap things to please the people and not God, you have to get out of there. We have to talk about morality the way God talks about morality. We have to talk about family the way God talks about family and the responsibilities of the family. It is the parents' responsibility to educate their children. There's no other conclusion you could derive from the Bible than that. It's a parent's responsibility to inform their children. That means they understand the times and they tell their children what's going on. They don't let the media do that. Entertainment. Are we even supposed to be entertained with the way the world acts like we are? I don't think so. Entertainment is going out and throwing the frisbee in the yard with your kids. It's playing a game. It's going swimming if you have a pool or live on a lake. It's talking with each other and doing things. That's supposed to be our level of entertainment. Discussing things. That should be entertainment. 
And then we have to stand for the truth because it's going to get harder and harder here. We're going to start to be more and more censored every day that goes by and everything that we do. And so we need to look for real friends. We need to take those, have those real relationships be ones that we are influencing in these areas. We're, t- we're teaching them to say no to education, no to media, no to entertainment, no to this false religion that is coming out, and yes to truth, and yes to a meaningful life of standing for the truth and preparing the next generation to be warriors for Jesus Christ. That's a meaningful future, I and mean, that's the only thing that is. Oh, there's so much to say on these things, and it's never easy to accomplish and to communicate all the things that I want to. But I hope I gave you enough to think about, to meditate on, and to then figure out how you are going to start taking ground in your own life in these areas and standing for the truth and being unified. I just, I just, my heart feels heavy in that I feel like we are really heading into a world that is going to be very unfriendly to anyone that stands for the truth. And while we still have some freedoms, we need to use them because the ship is definitely sinking because they do control education. They do control media. They do control entertainment. And they do control the vast majority of churches in America. And so we are in real trouble. We need to be on our knees praying for our country and asking God, what would you have me to do? Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep being faithful one day at a time. Please remember to subscribe to Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers, sharing the weekly podcasts with like-minded family and friends. 